0: All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. This is Patrick Minnery here. We're going to talk about anxiety today, but before we do that, we're just going to do a very quick introduction of who we've got on the podcast today. Uh, Starting with me, my name is Patrick Minnery. I'm a junior here at Miami studying sales management and marketing. Uh,
1: My name is Logan Clark. I'm also a junior here at Miami, and I'm a small business management major.
2: My name is Benjamin Gunderson. I'm also a junior, and I'm majoring in cosmetology.
3: Hi, my name is Autumn Nudigay, I'm a senior here at Miami, and I'm a small business management major.
4: My name is Jose Contreras, and I'm a small business management major.
0: Alright, cool. So now that we've got everybody introduced, uh, we are going to start today by talking about what anxiety is to each one of us. Um, Obviously, there isn't a a textbook uh, single consensus definition of anxiety. I think it affects everyone differently. So everyone might have their own definition. So starting with me, uh, in my experience with anxiety, anxiety is the fear of the unknown for me. And it's being scared or worried about something that could happen or might happen.
1: Uh, yeah, to me, anxiety with, is just like a, like a persistent fear um, to about everyday situations, like something normal people want not be like afraid of or anything
2: like that. For me it's more of a internal pressure that you know makes me nervous or anxious about whatever it may be so it's just something that makes me feel off.
3: Yeah I'd have to agree with that I think it is more of like an internal thing you know I get that all the time.
4: Uh, for me I think uh, anxiety is more of a, an excess of nerves. So once nerves get past that point where you just don't feel like you can do something, because of your fear. All right,
0: so you know it's a good question to ask: Why are we talking about anxiety today, and why we made this the focus of our podcast? And you know, for me personally, I think anxiety is a very relevant topic and a very relevant relevant thing that kids our age here in college are experiencing right now. Uh, especially everybody in our group is a junior or senior. So, you know, they're getting ready to graduate, uh, you know, worried about internships, jobs, just picking up more responsibilities in their life. So I think anxiety is a very relevant topic for all of us.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I've, uh, I did a little bit of research before we started doing this podcast, just to figure out like how many college students or like how anxiety affects so many college students our age. And uh, I found on actually University of Miami webpage, Uh, They said that 75% of all mental health conditions begin by the age of 24. So that's like exactly in our age bracket and obviously is most prevalent around kids our age. So I think it's really important. And then I also found that uh, Boston University, they conducted a study and found that 22% of students said that anxiety had affected their academic performance, which resulted in a lower grade on an exam or dropping of the course. And so I think that's huge, like almost a quarter of Boston University are being affected, their education is being affected. They're dropping courses, they're dropping letter grades. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was huge and it's something we should bring up and something we should definitely talk about.
2: Um, I think it's a very important topic because even though we're focusing more on our current age bracket, um, I think that anxiety is something that you will you know, take on or that comes part of your life all the way, th- you know, throughout your life. So being able to attack it or figure out how to diminish it early on in life will be very beneficial for when you have, you know,
4: larger anxiety or bigger stresses in life. I think for me, the, the importance in, in, in talking about this is, is understanding what it is, because I feel like a lot of the times we, we go through these issues and we don't, we don't talk about it so we don't acknowledge that what's going on is is a symptom of anxiety or maybe some other mental problems that you know go undiagnosed or un unaware
3: yeah i think a lot of our issues though they like go like they get overlooked a lot because they could be determined like they could be a bunch of different things and not everybody like determines them as anxiety like obviously we all agree that anxiety means different things to us, so they could think that, like, their definition of anxiety is not as bad as somebody else's, but it could still be anxiety, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think what makes it most prevalent for kids our age is, like, a, a large cause of anxiety is just, like, a buildup of smaller, like, stressful situations, and just it like, keeps building and building until, like, it's too much to handle, and that causes anxiety. and. If you're saying that school hasn't caused you stress, I think you're lying. So like, especially with college students, you're stressed all the time, you're stressed about work due. So I think it's obviously gonna bring up some anxiety.
0: Yeah, and going off of that, I think something that you know a lot of people don't understand is social media is also a big contributor to anxiety. You know, you were talking about how school, you know, have all these kids are anxious about school and it's everywhere in their lives, but like you think of it, you know, When kids are in school, obviously they're going to be worried about their schoolwork. You know, they go hang out with their friends. They might be anxious with their friends, you know, perhaps it's a relationship or they're worried about something going on on with their friends. But then when they go home, you know, you'd think it might be some downtime, some alone time. But what kids are doing is they'll hop on social media and, you know, perhaps it's certain standards. You see somebody post something on Instagram and it depicts, depicts them as having, like, a better life than you. You see people on vacation or, like, you always see the best version of people on social media. And I think that even in our downtime, in our alone time, people are still thrown with, you know are thrown adversity at them with, uh, you know, just what societal standards are through social media. So it feels like there's never a downtime from anxiety, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, and to kind of piggyback off of that, I think that a lot of anxiety comes from the lack of time management and being able to balance things. So, you know, hanging out with friends when you have homework due, you know, being able to balance that, or you know, you gotta take from you know either either side to you know compensate or you know make up for that that time that you missed to make up another area. So I think if you were to improve the time management skills, I think that would significantly decrease anxiety, at least a you know a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely important because I think if you if you put off like your work or whatever and then. I think that can make you anxious, like just putting it off the last minute, or like maybe you're you're skipping an assignment, just one assignment, and then next week, you're like, well, I don't wanna do this next one. And then that builds up like fear in you, like, oh, my grade's gonna get bad. It's kinda like a snowball effect, I feel like, if you don't take care of your time
4: management. I think for me, it's, it's a lot more of what's the result gonna be of whatever action I'm taking. So if I'm not going to class, you know, And if I miss class for whatever reason, my anxiety comes from what did I miss or if I don't submit an assignment on time, it's what's my grade going to do, right? So it's kind of that, that that hole you fall into in your mind of thinking this grade or missing this assignment is going to just drop my grade from an A to an F or something, you know? So, and then from there you go into, well, what's that going to do my GPA? And then what's that going to do? Can I graduate, you know what I mean? So it's this little mental hole that you drop into where you just start getting nervous and, and start fearing what the future's gonna bring.
2: I like the snowball effect. I think that's, you know, a very universal term for many areas. Debts, you know, especially that's pretty common terminology, but when it comes to anxiety like Patrick, you know, like the little things that, you know, continually add up, you know, whether it's the missed homework assignment, then it continues to add up or, you know, it's just the little habits that you know affect your daily life or or, you know whatever it may be Um, being able to you know cut down or cut back at the snowball I think will truly be beneficial
0: yeah I think yeah piggybacking off of all of that I think that it's just really important to alleviate anxiety by keeping everything in front of you and just making sure that you know while in the short term you know Maybe one day you have to crank out all of your homework that you've got. Maybe you've got to get all of your responsibilities and job duties done in one day, and that does seem stressful. But you know, in the long term, that rest of the week, you're definitely taking a lot of stress off your shoulders. So I think that keeping everything in front of you is definitely a big factor in alleviating anxiety and stress and making sure that you're mentally healthy.
1: Yeah, I think a, a good point to make too, a lot of us are bringing up, school and how that can cause anxiety. I think Ben mentioned it earlier, like outside of school, like what anxiety you get from school could affect outside of school. So we talk about how homework and stuff can cause the anxiety. But I think even after you graduate, if you have such a buildup of anxiety, then that can uh, affect you outside of school, like even after you graduate.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Logan. I think that, you know, anxiety is just everywhere, all the in people's lives. You know, the little things and the big things. Um, so I guess what I want to ask you guys now is, you know, would any of you guys be willing to kind of open up and talk about anxiety in a, a certain situation um, or predicament? You know, kind of give us the details of that and like perhaps. Uh, How you dealt with it and you know what got you through it. Maybe what you may have
2: changed or you know any anything along those lines Whenever you guys want to talk about that Patrick, I would love to start. Thank you Um, personal experience that I had would be um, I had my first internship for um, what I'm Potentially or what's going to be my future career. So the public sector specifically local government Um, I did an internship with a planning and nuisance uh, department and um, you know Stepping in the real world world for the first time, you know, there's Typically in local government people are, you know, very experienced so they've been there for 20-30 years So coming in as the the young dumb kid from uh, college, you know, it's definitely a bit intimidating Um, and Throughout the internship, you know, I had to speak a lot with the public and um, You know interact with citizens of the city. So, you know, they they're never wrong and uh, they'll always try to find what you're doing wrong and, you know, go after you for that. So it's definitely a bit, you know, nerve wracking to, to speak with the people and as well as interact with the people that you work with because they're they're much more knowledgeable and experienced than you are in majority, majority of the uh, topics.
0: So, uh, you know, Regarding the people always being right and everything, like what was your mindset going into like speaking with the public? Because you know going into it knowing that the person's probably gonna try and you know pick a conflict
2: with you. Like what was your mindset going into that? Uh, my mindset was, I mean, I was always pretty prepared when I would go into those conversations because you know when it comes to the laws, there's, I mean, it's pretty it's stated simply in the you know the laws of the city. So. Um, you know, knowing the law to make sure that, you know, you're you're speaking it. So I would specifically, you know, tell the the citizen the law, you know, verbatim. So there's, you know, it's not me just paraphrasing it. So when, you know, when I'm specifically stating what the law is, there's there's no way that they can get around it. So even though they might try to twist it and whatnot, I mean, when it's stated specifically, um, that gives you a bit more confidence despite them, you know, attacking you calling you dumb and saying you're wrong
0: okay so you know with all that being said for a student like our age or even a little younger who wants to pursue that you know like the public sector and like you know being exposed to the public for the first time what advice would you offer them to possibly alleviate any anxiety when it comes to you know interacting with the public
2: I think it's important to have confidence you know it's a lot it's easier to have you know say you have confidence than you know actually have confidence easier said than done but um, you know I'd rather be wrong and be confident than you know not have any confidence and you know hope that I'm right Um, you know sometimes it's you know you gotta twist things a little bit and you know you you just as long as you're staying to the facts um, you know and you're being morally right and you know it's, 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 it's a lot easier to have confidence that way when you know, you're doing the right thing. Yeah,
0: I I definitely relate to that. Uh, You know, preparation is really key for battling anxiety. And specifically for me, I mean, I've been interviewing, you know, with internships, you know, talking to different companies. And, uh, you know, this past fall, I interviewed with about four different companies. And I kind of just judged my experience with each interview. And I found that the interviews that, You know, I spent hours, you know, learning about the people and learning about the company and what they do, you know, even though it sounds, you know, pretty logical and straightforward, you know, that really helped me. And I found that, you know, I remember there's this one company where I did not, I did not study their company at all. And I just remember before that interview with one of their recruiters, I was just, I was like almost shaking because I was just so worried, so scared because I hadn't done the preparation and luckily the internship that I have this summer, uh, you know, I interviewed with them, I had done my homework, I prepared uh, well in advance, and it was just, it was a very free-flowing conversation because when you know that you know about the company and you understand that you've done the homework, you've put the time in, and uh, you know, you, of course you sacrificed the last week studying the company, but when it's time, you know, to get the job done, you actually feel confident, even if you fail you at least know that you gave it your all, and you prepared the most you can. So uh, that's really an experience where, you know, of course, you know, everybody's gonna have anxiety, but you can always uh, do your best to alleviate that and just preparation's key. That's really my big thing. I think yeah, and like also, you know, obviously I just talked about the interviews, but another big thing for me is, you know, reaching out to people on like LinkedIn and just trying to like get phone calls and just network and talk to people that you've never talked to before. I think that can be a very nerve wracking thing. But when it comes to anxiety, I think, you know, in the last year, especially with COVID, I think, you know, mental health has been such an emerging topic. So, you know, for example, uh, you know, I, I messaged a person on LinkedIn Uh, you know, he's he works in sales for a big company and he's probably around 25 years old and I wanted to set up a phone call with him and you know, he agreed and You know, I just remember right before the phone call I was like freaking out not really knowing what to say how to start the phone call and uh, you know just like not knowing how it was gonna go and it really ate at me, like the entire day. Like the phone call was like 8 p.m., and I just remember the entire day was on my mind, like how I'm gonna game plan this. But when I hopped on the call with him, and yet again, he was 25 years old, so he's not too much older than me. I I just remember asking him like, "Is this still a good time for you to talk?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, man. Like I'm just watching The Office right now," and I just started laughing. Like we both laughed, and then it was kind of like right from there, we were just like talking on a human level, and I think that's something that. A lot of people forget about like networking, and especially in today's landscape, uh, you know we're all humans here. And I think just knowing that that entire day of me being worried and anxious was all for nothing. I think that really goes to like my definition of anxiety, which is the fear of the unknown. Because the reality is that guy was super nice, and he was you know just like me, a funny, outgoing guy, and you know. It makes you realize that you, you spend a lot of time worried about what could happen. So that's just another story of how I've, I've faced anxiety.
3: So to circle back on when you were talking about like interview, like the interview process that Ben and Patrick both went through, I've kind of been on the complete opposite side of that where I interview people and that is just as like nerve wracking. Like, and I get, honestly, I feel like I get more anxiety doing that than I do like being interviewed because you're not only representing your company, you are picking the people that are going to represent the company. You know what I mean? Like all the pressure's on you as a hiring manager because I I work in the corporate world. So when I'm interviewing like managers to like step in, you really have to look and see if they match like the values that like that your company carries and a lot of them pretend like they you know have those values so you just kind of have to like see through it and really get to know the person and if you bring somebody in that like really like wooed you in the beginning and then they end up you know like not doing what they were supposed to do and just kind of screw you over then it's a reflection of you and that's that's an even bigger deal in my opinion.
4: I think one of the taking this I, I, as, a, as a student You know we have a lot of different aspects that we face but within school but I think a lot of us have stuff that goes on outside of just the academic side of of our lives Um, personally I've had a couple weeks ago I did a a run it was the four by four by 48 so it's four miles every four hours for 48 hours and leading up to it I, I was afraid of failing because I felt like I needed to. My biggest fear in life is is failure, and failing, failing in the in the mind, in the perspective of when I'm old, will I feel like I achieved something? And so, I've I'm trying to find ways of of, of reducing that anxiety in me. So by challenging myself in that way, I remember thinking a week before, you know, I, I was getting ready to do this. My my anxiety of am I prepared? Am I you know? Am I going to be able to get through this weekend, and not feel this sense of failure, or not feeling this this sense of of of. I mean, I guess that's the best best way to put it. It's just that sense of failure. And how is that what is that going to do not just to my confidence but my self-esteem I think Ben talked about confidence and I think confidence plays a huge role in how you manage your anxiety or or your fears in general
1: yeah uh, I think one one thing that I've noticed is especially from Autumn's point of view and I don't know about you guys uh, Ben and Patrick but do you think that your anxiety was like a form of social anxiety just like meeting people for the first time or do you think it was all work-related?
2: I think it's, I mean, it's a bit of both. Um, when you're young and you're, you're talking to people that, you know, have lived, you know, double the amount that you have, you know, they know a lot more, you know, they, they've been there, they, they've probably lived in the city longer than I've, you know, been alive. So battling, you know, what they know and what, you know, existed previous to my time, That's another thing that, you know, why are you doing it now if it's never been this way before? So it's, you know, having that confidence to say, you know, I can't speak to the past, but this is how it is now. You know, that's sometimes that's hard to say when, you know, they're a big person in the community or, you know, someone that's wealthy or very intelligent. You know, it's it's hard to say that sometimes
1: people don't like change.
2: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: I'd say mine was less work related and more like. On the social aspect of anxiety, like meeting people for the first time, because you know you only make one first impression. So you know I always just worried about you know when I talk to somebody for the first time, like how exactly is that first thirty seconds of the phone call gonna go? Because that's gonna kind of set the tone for the rest of the call and how that person that you're calling views you. But uh, and you know the reality is I've had those phone calls with people where. You know I sounded robotic or you know I messed up and said something that probably I shouldn't have said but what I realized with you know especially the anxiety is experience is everything and you know, kind of going off what Jose was saying earlier uh, I think that when you're our when you know you're our age you should try and insert yourself in uncomfortable situations so I know like the famous saying is be comfortable being uncomfortable and I think that you know sure one or two years ago, I had that horrible phone call with somebody uh, who I was trying to network with. But guess what? I learned from that and now every future phone call I have, you know, I'm working on what I can do better and I'm much more comfortable with that. And I think that's a big way to defeat anxiety is to just insert yourself into situations that you may not have done before and you'll kind of realize how much power you have over your emotions once you do that task.
2: I think that's a great point, inserting yourself no matter what stage in life you are um, into situations in which you're uncomfortable because if you're comfortable then you're not learning, you're not becoming a better person um, or it's at least easier when you know you're not used to whatever the situation may be or the knowledge whatever the topic is. Um, I think that's how you grow into um, being a, I don't want to say a better person, but definitely It helps you make more educated decisions or makes you more intelligent overall.
3: I think when it comes to like overall, just like our entire point of this podcast is talking about anxiety. I think the best thing to do when you feel anxiety is to really just seek discomfort through everything and just kind of like power your way through it. Because if you don't seek discomfort, then you're really not going to get anywhere. And is that really where you want to be at? You know?
0: Yeah, I think you're totally right. Yeah, I mean, especially for people, like, I know a lot of people who shy away from adversity, like when, you know, a roadblock presents itself in a, in a person's life. I know a lot of people who just want to forget about it or, you know, look the other way and not really confront the problem at hand. And, you know, like I said, it's kind of like in my head short-term sacrifice for long-term prosperity. You know, when, you're, when you purposely insert yourself into a situation that you're not comfortable being in, Sure, like in the short term, it's going to be awkward, you might mess up, you might make a mistake. But when it comes to your growth as a person and really anxiety in general, I mean, in the long term, you're going to build yourself up uh, through the mistakes you made and it's just going to make you so much better. So I think that, you know, a lot of people today, they want to be perfect. They don't want to make mistakes. They don't want to mess up. And that's where a lot of anxiety stems from when in reality, people should realize it's okay to mess up because that's the catalyst for growth.
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you and to go off that, that kind of reels in with my personal experience with anxiety. Uh, I talked to a couple of you guys before this, how uh, I went to Wright State my first semester, my freshman year, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was a mechanical engineering major. Uh, I thought I was the smartest dude on the block. (laughs) Like High school so easy, came out with 4.0, got a good ACT score. I was like the mechanical engineering is gonna be a piece of cake I get into these classes and everybody else knows like what they're doing and I have no clue like I'm so lost when I got in there and you know first couple of weeks I tried and didn't really understand it and then it got to the point where I was like I'm just not gonna show up to class and uh, you know one class I missed then maybe I go to the next one and then I started just skipping class like week after week after week so uh it got to the point where basically they dropped me out of all my classes cuz I never showed up like I wasn't there and that like the reason I wouldn't show up was just cuz the fear i guess of failure or like if you have no understanding of like what's going on but like everybody else does then it makes you feel like you're kind of the stupid one like you you don't know what you're doing but Probably some of those kids that had no clue what they were doing,
4: too. I think I had the opposite reaction on my first day. I remember sitting in uh, it was my first class, and it was, I think it was math, some, you know, basic subject. And I remember thinking, do I belong here? You know what I mean? Because none of my parents graduated college or graduated high school, right? So for me to be in that room at that time was huge. So I remember sitting there and thinking you know, one, can I handle this? And two, do I even belong here? And I remember just forcing myself to say, hey, you know, no matter what, no matter who is around me, I belong wherever the hell I want to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a, it's a mindset of saying, how, how can I push myself to overcome both the fear or the anxiety of, of the situation I'm in? And what do I have to, what, what mindset do I have to get into? Right? But
1: yeah, um, to go back to my example, like, it got so bad that I would, like, just go to a friend's house instead of going to Wright State. I live, like, 20 minutes from Wright State, but I would just go hang out at a friend's house. I would tell my mom, like, hey, I'm going to school. Just go to my friend's house. I'd stay there all day and then come back home and be like, man, class was rough. Like, but that caused so much anxiety from that. And I mean, part of it was probably my fault, but, like, it sounds like the snowball effect for you. Oh, yeah. Was it definitely was.
0: Because here's the thing I bet, you know, looking back, you're, you know, perhaps you missed one week of class. I bet you wish you could have gone back to that one week and made that up instead of realizing, you, you know, the last eight weeks you missed and you can't come back from that. Right. You're probably like, well, that one week of class that I missed doesn't look so bad now because I've let it continue to snowball and snowball. But I think that's a great point and you know, I get I bet your point is more like just keep everything in front of you, control what you can control. Yeah. Would that be accurate?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, I mean but then after that I dropped out of right state and then I came to Miami and here I am. So yeah. it worked out. Yeah, for sure.
3: So I'm gonna give a few resources that Miami University offers to all of their students. Um If you go to miamiohedu slash student life, it'll bring you up to a page that gives you a few tabs um, about student counseling services. And um, it talks about like groups and like workshops and just gives you like, there's an actual tab for resources. So when you click that, it'll bring up like suicide prevention and it'll talk about um, ways like tips to help with anxiety and depression, like um, how to really deal with that stuff when it comes to school and classes. Um, so I just want to bring that um, to everybody's attention and make it aware that Miami does give out a lot of resources.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's really good uh, for Miami that they do that. I know a lot of colleges do that, too. Obviously, if you don't go to Miami, I'm sure that your college provides certain services to help you with that. Uh, along with you know people working a full-time job, I know we've discussed it in our actual class, talking about how uh, a lot of companies in like their HR departments are actually working on providing more resources for their employees. So, you know, I think the the main the main thing that we want you to take away from this is that you know you're definitely not alone. And you know, hearing everybody's personal anecdotes, it makes you realize that a lot of people go through the same things that you do. So, you know, you really shouldn't be afraid to to speak up about it, and you know, understand that there is a way to defeat this. and you know, obviously, we talked about each one of our own like little battle plans to defeat anxiety. But hopefully just from hearing our podcast, you guys were able to uh, learn a little, mo- little bit more about how, you know, people our age go through this. So uh, with that said, thank you guys for listening to our podcast and have a great day.